Best Network Design Sessions from Cisco Live US 2020, Episode 57. Hey friends, nerds, geeks, and ziglets out there. Welcome back to another episode of the Zigbits Network Design Podcast, where zigabytes are faster than gigabytes. As always, our goal is to provide you with real-world context around technology. I'm your host, ZigZiga, and today we are going to cover the final Cisco Live on-demand release of the sessions. All those technical sessions that we love and we care about, well, they're getting released this week if you haven't seen it yet. They will be out there for you to consume, and we're going to cover down on the top network design sessions for the entire year. Let's get into it. Hey friends, Zig here, and let's just recap. Cisco Live had to be 100% virtual because of everything going on with the pandemic. So because everything had to be virtual, all of the sessions, all those technical sessions that we all love, those deep dive technical 90 minute, 120 minute sessions, they all had to be done online virtually. If you have not seen one of these shows before, so we this year have covered every release as it's happened. So we had a release back in June, that was release number one. Then we had a release in July, that was release number two. And now in September is release three or the final release of all of the on-demand sessions for Cisco Live US 2020. So what we're doing in this episode is we're gonna have the last chunk of what we approve as design sessions that you should look at if you wanna be a better or the best network designer that you can be. Also, these are sessions that you should watch if you are going after that CCDE, that Cisco Certified Design Expert Certification. A couple of things to call out, my friends. The session IDs have changed this year because it is a digital event or a virtual event. So the session IDs have an extra identifier in front of the session ID name. So instead of it being, for example, BRKRST2044, which is my session, it's DGTL-BRKRST-2044. So they just added an extra identifier at the front just to be clear that, hey, this is a digital version of that session. For those of you that are listening on the podcast, because I'm going to cross-launch this show both on the podcast and the YouTube channel. For the podcast folks, all the links to the past sessions that we've done, the June and July releases, the shows that we did on those, I will put them in the show notes so you can easily click on the link to direct you to that version or that podcast episode. For those of you that are watching the YouTube channel, I will put the same links in the description of YouTube. All right, let's get into the, the session. I did all the math, the sessions this year. So we had a, about a little over 200, I think it was 220 sessions in, in June, about 245 sessions in July, and we had about 265 sessions being released this week in September. So more content getting thrown at you, and we have a lot of content to go over. Out of those 265 sessions, we have narrowed it down to 26 sessions that are network design, Zigbits focused, technical CCDE sessions for you to consume. And I wanna make it very clear, I wanna do a quick call out that this is not the same process that speakers and Cisco Live content team go through with a normal on-site event. There's a lot more work that goes into pre-recording all of the content for Cisco Live. We're talking on average 50 hours per speaker, and you gotta think of how much work it is to do video recording, 
audio recording, slide content, screen recording, and then editing it all. A lot of speakers have stepped up. There's a lot of great content out there. If you need some content, definitely check out the Cisco Live On Demand page. There's a whole bunch of content out there for you to go look at and consume, and it's high technical content. So I already mentioned my session, BRKRST-2044. Again, the new identifier this year is DGTL-BRKRST-2044. My session was in the first release in June, and I will have the link to my session in the show notes and on the description. So if you want to go ahead and consume that session, it is out there. I did over 20 demos this year. So my session is all about internet edge, multi-home architectures. So how to make internet edge connectivity in a multi-home world where you have one provider connectivity and you have another provider's connectivity and how do you get your networks advertised outbound and then traffic returning back to you effectively and efficiently and then how do you control that? I go into all great loads of detail on four real world use cases. What I mean by real world, I mean real, raw, and in the wild. This isn't me making it up and putting it in a lab environment. This is me taking it from a customer space removing the customer information and then putting it in the lab environment so that you can see. So it's real world workflows on a customer environment. Out of the 265 sessions released this week, we are gonna cover 26 of them. And those 26 have hit our network design slash CCDE session list this year. The first session, in no particular order, mind you, is uh, DGTL BRK CLD. 2431. And again, that's our that has our identifier for digital DGTL BRK breakout session CLD. That is cloud. That, that's our cloud identifier there. And then obviously the digits 2431. This is secure your apps in a cloud world. Discover the critical cloud security controls and the journey to automating policy controls. So this session has a lot of words in the title, but really what I kind of articulate this session to being is something that is top of mind these days. It is critical. We're talking about security. We're talking about cloud. And then we're also talking about automation, which are three of the main things going on in this world, right? Everything's moving the cloud to a public cloud, private cloud, multi-cloud, on-prem, off-prem, some sort of world. And then everything's focused on security. How do you maintain security of your resources in the cloud? So we're talking about not just your applications, but applications are part of that. What I would probably call is more just, not just applications, services. So applications, services, but then also your data. How do you secure your data in the cloud? And then also that transport from on-prem to cloud. If you're doing some sort of hybrid model, how do you how do you instantiate or control and enforce security from being on-prem into the cloud world? That's how I look at that session. Again, the technology areas for that session are security, cloud, and automation. All right, our next session is DGTL dash BRK COC dash one zero 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 or 1000. If you've been following along, I like the case studies, right? So I like the Cisco on Cisco case studies. I like um, highlighting real world situations so that you can see how things are actually working. So there's a couple of case studies here that I think are imperative for us to look at. This first one is inside Cisco IT. It's scalable MDM for enterprise. How Cisco IT migrated to Meraki System Manager. Now, the key here isn't that it's Meraki. The key here isn't that it's a Cisco technology. 
but it happens to be MDM. It's something that's critical. Mobile device management is a critical capability. And most of our organizations in the enterprise and customer space need MDM to be successful. This is gonna be a good takeaway for you. Don't focus so heavily on that it's Meraki. I mean, if you are okay with using Meraki, then great. But focus on how they how to leverage MDM to complete a capability or an outcome for your organization. And then that's gonna help you as a designer to be like, hey, I know what MDM is gonna get me. And I can say MDM is a good capability to meet this outcome. All right, the next one is a DGTL-BRK-COC-2101. Inside Cisco IT, DevOps to no ops through AI ops, realize through MindMeld and WebEx teams. So another case study, there's gonna be some Cisco specific stuff in here. We've got WebEx teams and whatnot. The key here again is we're taking a case study, a real world situation and they're leveraging DevOps, but then they go to no ops. I have customers that are moving to DevOps today. They might be a little bit behind that power curve or that bandwagon. They may not have jumped to DevOps two, three, five years ago. So they're just starting out in DevOps. But a lot of customers have been doing DevOps for a long time. So maybe they're migrated to a no ops type of model. I think this is a great situation to give you some perspective on how DevOps can transition into the future state without DevOps, what happens long-term. Obi-Wan Kenobi is trying to eat my uh, carpet today. All right, our next one is DGTL BRK DCN-2035. Now this one's gonna be really focused on data center. It's a VXLAN BGP EVPN based multi-site. You're gonna have to learn VXLAN. Um, you don't need to know how to do it from an implementation perspective per se. I found learning VXLAN to be easier if I implemented it personally. For you as a designer, what's gonna help you to learn VXLAN and be effective and efficient with VXLAN? I like this one because it kind of bridges more things. It has two different concepts. So it's got VXLAN, it's got EVPN, which are key and critical things for us to know as designers, but it's multi-site. And I think that factor alone is huge. I don't see a lot of EVPN in, in VXLAN deployments anymore where there are single sites. I see a lot of customers doing multi-site. So as a designer, we really need to know how did it implement and design, not implement, more design, uh, VXLAN, BGP, and EVPN for multi-site connectivity and functionality? And what's, what are you getting out of it, right? As a, as a designer, as a company, what are you truly getting out of it? What can you tell your business leaders that you got because you deployed VXLAN and EVPN? Our next one is still data center. We got a couple data center ones here. So this one is DGTL-BRKDCN-2249. Now this is a VXLAN VPC design and best practices. This is about VPCs. How do you leverage VPCs in a VXLAN world? And it's gonna be all about designing those, those solutions. So on the VXLAN theme, this is um, DGTL-BRKDCN-3289. And this is a VXLAN EVPN with tenant routed multicast, architecture and troubleshooting. I threw this one on here because I think tenant routed multicast is a it's a great capability to have, first off. I don't think a lot of people leverage that capability because they, honestly, because they just don't know about it. We can articulate this as a capability that's out there that customers can consume. This would be a great one for customers to consume, and this is a session that you should watch and learn because as a designer, if we don't know what tenant routed multicast is, it's gonna be extremely hard for us to kind of say, hey, this is a tool we have in our toolbox, right? Here's my toolbox. 
I can grab that tool out and I can leverage that tool in this specific situation. Without tenant routed, tenant routed multicast within VXLAN, you have to really do some funky multicast situations. I'm telling you, it is quite complex and it's quite tedious. You really have to have some out of line devices to handle some of your PIM neighborships and really kind of instantiate that per VRF. All right, that's my soapbox, moving on. The next one's BRKENT-2711. And this one is Lisp, the whole nine yards of unicast and multicast with Lisp. I threw this in ENT from an area, technology area perspective, because a lot of the, the fabrics, the software defined fabrics today are starting to lose, use Lisp. We really should know what Lisp is, how to leverage it, how to be successful with it. I think there's some great use cases with Lisp. I even cover use case in my session on how we can leverage Lisp to do a connectivity model to the internet. So if that's something that is interesting to you, you can go check out my session. Again, that's DGTL-BRK-2044. All right, so our next one here, DGTL-BRK-ENT-3001. And this is Enterprise Network Protocol Architecture in the Cloud Area. I liked this session. I like the title alone because it's talking about what we know is enterprise architectures or enterprise protocols. We have tons of protocols in the enterprise space. I would say for the most part as designers, we know how to deploy and design and architect those protocols. When we add cloud to this, the whole cloud environment, cloud as a service, cloud infrastructure, I mean, every buzzword that's out there, going to cloud, multi-cloud, how do we leverage or how do we build our enterprise protocols with cloud in mind? I think we have to transition our designs and our, our mindsets to leveraging cloud. And how do we do that effectively, efficiently, without any design failures? So I think that's a critical session for you to look at, for real, for real. I said for real, I don't know. Don't just ignore me sometimes, for real. Yeah, I don't know what that came out of nowhere. All right, so this session's BRKEWN-2013, and this is high-density Wi-Fi design, deployment, and optimization. So this one I put under ENT Wireless. It's kind of a combination thereof. I'm a big fan of learning about high-density Wi-Fi and high-demand Wi-Fi. I think those use cases aren't as available to us as designers. So if you have a high density and high demand and sometimes they're not the same, high density might be something like a big stadium and your Wi-Fi would be high dense, right? You have a whole bunch of people connecting to Wi-Fi, but their demand may not be high. Demand meaning like how much bandwidth do they need to consume to be effective, right? So their demand, their, the amount of bandwidth they need might be pretty low. That's high dense. Now, if you get high demand, high demand might be something where like you're doing video calls over Wi-Fi. So you're doing high def 4K video calls over Wi-Fi, which would require a lot of bandwidth to achieve. And then when you compete to put them together, high dense and in and, and high demand, that's a lot of big wireless architecture design requirements that you would have to design as a designer. I like that they did this this year, high dense design deployment optimization. Those are critical for success as a designer. I actually think we don't focus enough on wireless design. Most companies are doing wireless. How do we effectively do a wireless design? That has got to be critical to our success. Uh, so this next one is BRKEWN-2016. This is design and deployment of wireless for branch remote offices. Not high dense, not high demand, but how do you deploy wireless? How do you design wireless for your branch remote offices? How do we deploy wireless in a, in a generic enterprise space? 
And then this last one here for wireless, BRK EWN-2027. This is designing uh, and deployment of outdoor wireless networks. That could be like a college campus, higher ed campus of some sort where you have an outdoor Wi-Fi, outdoor space. Again, in those three sessions, you're not implementing it. If you want to implement it, you can. But again, we're talking from a design perspective. All right, so we're gonna flip over to some service provider technology for a minute here. DGTL-BRK-MPL for MPLS-2100. So this is gonna be deploying traffic engineering in an MPLS and segment routing backbones. I'm a big fan of focusing, I keep saying I'm a big fan today. I'm a big fan. Yeah, big fan. Uh, traffic engineering is something that I don't think a lot of us get a chance to do unless you're heavily in a service provider space. Here we have traffic engineering. The reason why this got added isn't because it's traffic, traffic engineering and just MPLS. It has traffic engineering in both MPLS and segment routing, which I think is critical for us to know, and the pros and cons. It's a little different to do traffic engineering in segment routing versus MPLS and vice versa. So I think it's critical for us to understand the pros and cons and what you need to do in one area versus the other area. All right, the next one is designing MPLS-based IPVPNs. That is the name. The session ID is BRKMPL-2102. So this is all about IPVPNs. If you're not a service provider person, you haven't been doing a lot of service provider work, you pr probably haven't been doing a lot of IPVPNs. This session, it might be a little bit basic for you if you already know these things. So I would skip it if you know this, but for those that are enterprise people that know some BGP, but they've never done VPN technology within BGP, like MPLS, L3 VPNs, L2 VPNs, pseudo wires, then this is probably going to be a session that you want to go through and learn. So this next one, it's a BRK MPL-2115, so another MPLS slash service provider one. And this one is MPLS architecture approaches for data center and cloud. Again, here we are doing a cross architecture type of session, right? And I would call it a cross architecture. So this is bridging MPLS. Okay, maybe it's specifically been a service provider technology, but it's kind of going into enterprise space. It's going into the data center space. But now we're also adding cloud to this. We need to know as designers, and I say we, including me, we need to know as designers, how can we leverage MPLS to effectively connect to cloud? If we need to do that. All right, we're gonna move over to optical for a minute. This is DGTL-BRKOPT-2003. And this is innovations and trends in DWDM networking. I always focused on optical uh, every year. I think it's a dying skill set. I think a lot of us don't experience that skill set, even from every perspective, being a technical engineer on, on the ground, being a designer, an architect, all the way up to even just knowing what DWDM is and CWDM is. These are critical technologies that we just need to understand from a capability perspective what they are. I personally have been in four engagements where uh, the customer was going after a DWDM solution. Know the differences, understand the differences, and know when you can leverage this technology over other technologies. The next one's another optical one. This is DGTL-BRKOPT-2010. This is end-to-end -end automation for large-scale optical networks. Right, so this is if you're running your own probably optical network, it's extremely large scale, and now we're gonna add some automation into it. I got really excited about this to learn about how we're leveraging automation to handle that optical side of things, the optical network. All right, our next one's BRKRST-2041. This is Evolving WAN Architectures and Design Principles. I like it when we can focus on a session that's kind of transitioning the norm. We have WAN architectures today. We have design principles for WAN architectures today. But when we start evolving what those are 
to something new because we have to adapt. The technologies that are out there are giving us more capabilities that we have to adapt to. So this is a great session for us to look at and kind of change and transition our design principles and our WAN architectures to a newer way of doing things. All right, so our next one is BRK SAN2883. This is Advanced Storage Area Network Design. And I put this under data center. I think we as designers definitely need to know how to design and architect a storage network. How do you do a A and B type of plan? How do you do a cross plan between the different storage networks? Like a, um, a dual home A and B, or a single home A and a single home B type of architecture. How do you do vSANs? What is a vSAN? How do you do fiber channel over ethernet? How do you do fiber channel without that, right? Those are all things that I think as designers we should know how to design. Now we're in security. Yes, I love security. DGTL-BRK-SEC-2016, hybrid and multi-cloud security analytics. Everyone's moving to cloud. We've already articulated that today. If you're using a, a service like email, cloud email service or a, a web application service outside of email, or maybe you're actually leveraging cloud to put in your services, right? You're using cloud as an infrastructure component and you're deploying your services in cloud. Almost everyone is leveraging cloud. There's, there's reasons behind everyone leveraging cloud today. There's a business reason, there's a technology reason, and we can go through that list extensively. Here, we're talking about security analytics for those hybrid and multi-cloud worlds. Now, multi-cloud, if you don't know what it is, recently, a few of us just did a webinar. My friends, Mohammed Radwan, Dana Yanch, and myself, we did a webinar on multi-cloud. We're gonna continue doing webinars on multi-cloud over the next couple months. So I wanna articulate here that multi-cloud is here, it is gonna stay. And so if you don't know what multi-cloud is, watch this session and then watch the webinar replays that we have because multi-cloud is critical to success. And there's a lot of business drivers on why companies, businesses, enterprises are moving to a multi-cloud world. And then how do we instantiate security in that multi-cloud world? How do we get analytical information? How do we ensure our data in transmit and at rest is secure? How do we ensure our applications are secure? All of these things are extremely important in a multi-cloud world. Our next one is DGTL-BRK-SEC-2070. Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, our assistant today, is in the house. He is awake and he is trying to play. All right, our next session is DGTL-BRK-SEC-2070. This is establishing device trust in a zero trust architecture. I am a big fan of zero trust architectures. I've been talking about zero trust for the last year, and I think it's critical to success for companies to leverage a zero trust architecture and model. And it's gonna take time. I tell companies to start the process now so that in a year, in two years, you're there. Getting those analytics of what your applications are doing, what your users are doing, what your data is doing. I call those things users, applications, data. That's all resources. So when a zero trust architecture, we talk about resources. And you as, a, as an organization, as a designer, need to understand what your resources flows are. Lateral flows between the resources and up and down north and south flows of those resources. And what is allowed and what shouldn't be allowed. And then this session's all about identifying the trust of the device. How do we trust our device? What goes into the process of identifying our devices and saying, yes, I trust you, or no, I don't trust you. And what are those controls that you want to instantiate those kind of levels of trust? 
based on the device. So you got company owned versus BYOD. Then you also have, okay, do you have AV? Do you have patches, security, posture you want to instantiate on those devices, mobile device management, if it is BYOD, whole bunch of things go into how do I establish trust of the device. Our next session is BRK SEC-2602, Cloud Managed Security Architecture and Design. A managed cloud service, but also the security framework of that too. I actually have a number of customers recently looking to move to cloud. They are gonna build a cloud security stack, so they have some sort of security components in the, in the connectivity to cloud, but then they also wanna outsource the managed cloud security. So they don't want to manage their security. They don't have a 24-hour staff to manage the security architecture that they have, so they wanna outsource that. So they want some sort of cloud-managed security service, and that's what we're gonna talk about in that session. All right, friends, our next session is DGTL-BRKSPG-2060. 5G, Transport Design Strategies, Considerations, and Best Practices. I put this under wireless SP and carrier. I don't know about you, but I have a lot of customers asking about 5G, wanting to leverage 5G. This will give you an idea of some of those things that you can do in a service provider space as well, because we're talking about 5G transport. 5G is a big, big topic these days. I would definitely learn as much as you can. There's some uh, additional security capabilities with 5G, bandwidth increases of 5G, a whole bunch of things, but then there's just some other constraints of what 5G can do for your customers. Uh, the next one is also a, a service provider technology one. This is gonna be DGTL-BRK-SPG-3001, and this is introduction to SRV6. Oh, I've been looking forward to this session. If you don't know segment routing V6, I uh, definitely would take a look at this, spend some time to understand the pros and cons of running segment routing V6 versus V4, what should you do? What shouldn't you do? I get excited about these these sessions because this is I want to lab it out, right? I want to go and just build a lab and lab it out. I might actually do that one of these days. All right, our next one is DGTL-BRK-SPM-2002 5G CICD with continuous deployment and automation framework. So we're taking 5G, 5G is one technology. Then we're adding CICD, continuous integration, continuous deployment, delivery, and it's an automated framework. Oh, I'm so excited about something like this too. So I put this under wireless service provider, carrier, and automation, bridging all of those concepts into one session. This is definitely one session you should focus on. If you don't know CICD, I definitely look into CICD. There's a whole bunch of information out there. It is more of a DevOps terminology, but we as designers should know the implications of CICD. What does that mean to us? What does that mean to your businesses? as a designer. All right, next one is BRKSPM-2021, 5G Enterprise Core Design and Industry Verticals. I put this as ENT, wireless carrier. It could also be service provider. This is all about 5G in the enterprise space, right? How do you design it? A lot of my customers are looking at providers to give them 5G. This is talking about how do you leverage 5G in your enterprise core. I mean, this is a great use case to, to leverage 5G right there. All right, our last session is a troubleshooting session and a different type of session identifier. It's DGTL-TSC-ENT-409. This is troubleshooting MPLS TE tunnels. So there's our traffic engineering tunnels. I threw this one in here. If we don't touch traffic engineering tunnels that often, how are we gonna know how to troubleshoot it? This session can give you the framework on how to troubleshoot MPLS traffic engineering tunnels so that whenever you see them in the wild, you see them when you're designing a solution, you know that, hey, 
this is an issue with traffic engineering tunnels, you understand the implications of that protocol, of that technology, that solution, and how to leverage it. That is our best network design sessions from Cisco Live US 2020. I hope you enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun putting this together. We did about 20 sessions in the first release in June, and then another 20 sessions in July, and now 26. So we've got about 66, 67 sessions for you to consume. I think that is a pretty good short list from a network design perspective. Leverage your own mind, figure out what you need assistance with from a design perspective, and then go conquer it. This list should give you a quick start on how to just spin up on some of these technology areas that you might be weak in. Hey friends, this is gonna close out today's show. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to reach out to me at any point in time. You can find me on all the socials. You can also email me at zig at zigbits.tech. If you want any more content, if you have any ideas on something that you would like me to cover, be it a design situation like this, more design kind of focused, or even if you want me to go down in the weeds on a technology, I can go through a real world situation on really any technology that you find interesting. If you're on the podcast, please feel free to add a comment. Today's show notes will be at zigbits.tech slash 57. You can email me at zig at zigbits.tech. If you're watching this on the YouTube, add a comment below in the description and I can add any content that would resonate with you that you would enjoy into the YouTube channel or into the podcast. And I'm really just doing stuff here for you to consume. So just let me know what you want to see. All right, my friends, until next time, bye for now.